Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. I'm Johnny Bunnell and I'm joined by Chris Watson today. No Steve Nicholson, he is off on his own international break, uh, but fear not, we've got plenty of, uh, of Derby County chat, including all the build-up to Sunday's big game against Nottingham Forest. Uh, Chris, while I mentioned international break, let's sort of start there, shall we? Um, I mean, it's been a busy couple of weeks, it feels like an age since we last had some league football, um, but you know, results aside, it was a, a very good international break for those Derby County players. Yeah, it was an interesting one, and and it does seem like a while since uh, since the last game. So I think we're all looking forward to uh, to uh, getting back uh, getting back to Pride Park on Sunday. Um, but yeah, as you say, there were uh, there were five first team players away on international duty. Um, mixed fortunes for them, really. Um, I mean, Richard Keogh has still got a chance of going to the World Cup with Republic of Ireland um, as they're in the, the playoffs, although Richard himself uh, was an unused substitute in both of their final two qualifiers, um, so he's going to be um, fighting to try and get his place back there. Um, there was there was a heartbreak for, for Joe Ledley and, and Tom Lawrence as they lost 1-0 to Ireland in their final qualifier in Cardiff. Uh, and also um, Chris Martin and Kechianya for Scotland also. Um, so it was a case of um, so near yet so far, unfortunately. But but for, on a personal level, um, Chris Martin um, got himself a start in their final qualifier um, in, in Slovenia. So he, he did well there. And, and Anya, who has um, found his first-team chances really limited at Derby, he um, he uh, got a couple of uh, substitute appearances under his belt as well, so that'll be uh, that'll be good for his confidence. And um, uh, for Wales, Tom Lawrence and, and Joe Ledley both started both of their mm. final two qualifiers, so that you know that's more valuable experience for for someone like Tom Lawrence. And of course, we saw him score a super winning goal in their penultimate qualifier um, uh, in Georgia, which was absolutely crucial. Um, to set up their game with Ireland, obviously, eventually uh, ended in disappointment. But um, but certainly he will have learned a lot from that. And, and Joe Ledley, you know, he doesn't need the experience; he's got all that experience. But um, from his point of view, it's another um, uh, ninety minutes. Well, he got ninety minutes on on Monday. Um, it's, an, it's some useful game time under his belt, having uh, recently uh, recently joined Derby. Yeah, I mean, you sort of mentioned about those. You know, in individual moments. For, so for Scotland, it was Anya's cross for Chris Martin to force the own goal off off Martin Skirtle. As you rightly said, Tom Lawrence scored a, a, a beauty against Georgia. Joe Ledley more minutes into the belts. I mean, surely all of this coming back for Derby County it can only be be a good thing and, and breed confidence for the for the football club. You'd hope so. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that the Welsh lads and the Scottish lads will be a bit down uh, at the outcome having having not. Uh, qualified for the World Cup, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, it, it's it's another it's another valuable experience and something that they don't get at Derby. And yeah, you, you rightly said I forgot to mention the fact that it was it was two Derby players who 
who helped keep Scotland's uh, qualification hopes alive in their in their their first game of this international break. They were playing uh, Slovakia, who of course ended up finishing runners up in the group, but missing out um, on a playoff place due to the fact yeah. they were the, the, the worst runners up, uh, if you can use that word. Um, <laughs> but Scotland, you know, they needed a desperately needed a goal. Um, on you know, enter Chris Martin and Kechianya. Anya's cross. Martin attacks the ball. We, we originally we thought mm-hmm. he's, he'd got the goal. It turned out he'd sort of forced the own goal from Martin Skirtle, and, and that was um, you know that was absolutely crucial. But again, again, as as with Wales, um, the sort of highs then turned to, to lows as they um, as, mm. as they saw their hopes ended. And I mean, for Chris Martin and Tom Lawrence, I mean, obviously, I know that the goal wasn't given to Chris Martin, but it was sort of as good as his goal, sort yeah. of thing. And Tom Lawrence is yet to score for Derby, scores a cracker against Wales. I mean, you just hope that they can transform that in, into to club football. I think so, yeah. I mean, it, it must be a bit frustrating for Chris because mm. um, we've talked about his time without a goal. And, and of course, the record books will say that he still he still hasn't scored a goal for a while. Um However, you know, if it hadn't been for for him being there, then then it wouldn't have been a goal. And I think the whole getting caught up with all that sort of um, uh, that experience will will hopefully be good for him. And mm. and uh, and then and then getting that start in the Slovenia game, albeit then being taken, he was taken off earlier in, uh, early in the second half. Um, yeah, that should boost his confidence. Tom Lawrence, I think we said before on the on this podcast that. You know he's shown glimpses of sort of bursting into life um, since like joining Derby do County, and and of course we yeah we saw that um, in a Wales shirt, yeah. and I'm sure Derby fans were watching that sort of thinking. I can't yeah. you know I can't wait for him to come back and, and do that for us. So um, we're hoping he can do that this weekend. Yeah, and just sort of one final thing on the internationals before we move on to Forest, um, a positive for for Gary Rout and all the players involved that they all came back. Unscathed and, and ready to go. Yeah, we spoke to uh, Gary Rout on the Friday morning, the head of the uh, head of the Forest game, uh, and he said that uh, yeah, all the international players had returned um, unscathed and been and been training. He said Joe Ledley picked up a bit of a knock in the Wales game, but um, but they checked on him straight afterwards, and he's and he's uh, he's absolutely fine. So moving on then to the big one on Sunday, Derby County against Nottingham Forest at Pride Park. Uh, we were at the press conference on Friday morning. Uh, had a little bit of a, a Derby Forest bingo at the, at the press conference, <laughs> didn't we? The old cliches rolling out. Is well, it, yeah, we just were, any other game. We were talking, yeah, we were talking, weren't we, before at what sort of um, which questions uh, would we yeah. hear first? And of course, we've all been here before, and, and all the all the cliches were, of course, rolled out. Although we we tried to steer clear of them a little bit here but um but of course you know of course it is a massive game and there's lots of people want want to talk about it and, and rightly so absolutely um just having a look at, at both sides um and their starts to the season i mean they've both been extremely inconsistent it's fair to say that i mean do you think that that will make for an entertaining game where you just think right anything could happen here or do you think it will just be a you know one of those cagey turgid affairs where sort of nothing happens well we just talked about cliches and of course another cliche is is, is form going out the window in these kind, kind <laughs> of games but, One ticked but, off the list. but you know they're cliches for a reason and, and, and they're, they're often true in, the, in these cases and, and I think you can almost forget what's gone before um, and, and the very nature of Derby being inconsistent 
you know they could produce a well beating performance or, mm-hmm. or they could produce a, a, an under a under par performance. Um, we just have to we just have to wait and see. I mean, it sounds from speaking to the guys, um, you know, uh, over our sister paper and they're not supposed to follow uh, Forest closely. It sounds like a, a, a bit of a similar story mm. and kind of, you know, nearly but not quite, and some some good some good signs and some not so good signs, and so uh, it really is it really is a tough one to call. Having said that, um, you know, Derby having home advantage, their home form has generally been pretty good since Gary Wright came in. Forest away form has not been great, although they, they have won on the road a couple of times this season. So you would. From, from a Derby fan's point of view you would hope that the home advantage might might count mm. and it's not just sort of the home advantage under Rowett I mean, as you say it's been it's been very good since Rowett came in but in general their home form against Nottingham Forest bar that uh, Ben Osborne striking the 91st minute or whenever it was bar that game they've generally had a good home record against Forest haven't they it's been pretty good recently and of course um They'll have Derby. Have good memories of, of, uh, of beating Forest three 0 at Pride Park last season. Um, you know, a lot's changed since then in terms of you know both managers have changed, players have changed. Mm. I know in in that game, um, you know, it was a Nicholas bent their own goal to start get things going. Of course, he's no longer at Forest. Yeah, he scored and then, another own goal, didn't he? he did, yeah, he did. Um, and then uh, Tom Ince scored and Will Hughes scored. Of course, again, um, mm. both no longer at Derby. So. Um, you can look back at these games, but at the same time, it's two very different teams, two different managers, and I'm not sure how uh, how much you can read into that. I think if you heard that siren in the background, I think that might be the police, the, yes. police, the cliche police coming to get me. Actually, uh, so and they're uh, probably preparing for Sunday. Actually, yeah. well, they could be. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they could be. Yeah. Um, you know, we've said about sort of the, the two managers going into it, and. Ironically, it's, it's one of the first times in a while that they've both got the same manager as the last fixture. Now, Gary Rat and Mark Warburton, uh, it was both their their debuts, sort of in, in charge, which makes this sort of crazy to ask. But is the losing manager under real pressure? Well, I'd I'd like to say not, because I think it would be daft. But of course, we've seen in football that um, you know. <laughs> Things can change very quickly, and um, um, I think from, if we start with Forest, I mean they they won their last game. Let's not forget, um, but that ended that ended a run of, of four straight defeats, I think. And um, you know, there there were a few sort of dissenting voices coming out already. I think which which I think is unfair. Derby um, haven't won a game in five in all competitions, but they have drawn their last three. So you could also say they're unbeaten in three. Um, However, you know, if if Derby were to lose at home to Forest, I think I think you'd have to say it increases pressure on mm. on Gary Rower, um, because you know because it, it would do that. Um, again, now I, I think you know it's far too early to be sort of talking about that sort of thing. But if we look back in recent history, then um, obviously we we have seen managers go. We've seen managers go after after Forest games from both clubs, and we've also seen managers go after. Sort of um, similar winless runs, so uh, you know I very much hope that won't be the case, but mm. um, but 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 it could. I mean, for for technically a, a mid-table clash, which is factually that's what it is. There's uh, there seems to be an awful lot riding on it, doesn't there? Yeah, well, you just 
looking for that one result to kind of spark mm. things into life really and Derby are down in 15th though they have got a game in hand over, over quite a lot of teams above them uh, and it is still very early days so they're not you know they're not out of reach in terms of the playoff positions although they won't want that gap to sort of widen too, too much further um, and so I think it, I think it's a it's a big game in that if they come away with three points, they'll have the bragging rights. They'll be they'll be um, you know they'll be sky high after beating their local rivals, and also they'll have backed up those those hard fought draws on the road with a, with a win, and that can maybe set off you know set a bit of a platform for them to go on a, to go on a run. But of course, they have to win the game to do that. Mm. Just in terms of the, the points difference at the minute, I mean you've seen teams before languishing near the bottom of the table in the first couple of months and then they put a run together um, and sort of storm up the table don't they so uh, as you say it's it's certainly not out of reach for yeah the oh no it's uh, it's nowhere near mm. that stage um, at the moment but of course they will be keeping an eye on the other clubs above them and, mm. and ones that are going on runs themselves and and thinking well we don't want them to be getting too much further away from us mm. right said in the press conference on Friday that he more or less knows the side that he wants to play. Um, are you expecting many changes from the Cardiff game? Well, yeah, it's interesting because obviously Bradley Johnson is suspended after picking up his uh, fifth book in at Cardiff. He played in the in a more advanced role at Cardiff he in the did. number 10 yeah. role, uh, having previously you know, played him in, uh, as one of the two. Um, so I sort of asked Gary Rower you know, if it was going to be tough in terms of his decision as to who to who to replace, uh, um, who to come in for Johnson, and then who else to pick, and he he, he basically said no, it won't be it won't be a difficult mm. decision, and that he'd sort of had his team in his mind for for sort of a good few days because obviously he's had he's had a couple of weeks to sort of think about things since the Cardiff game. It, I mean, the good thing for him, he says, there's no there's no fresh injury injury problems as we record this. Um, so hopefully that uh, touch wood that stays the same. He says he's got you know virtually uh, fully fit squad um, to pick from aside from a couple of players, um, and I think I think that there could well be changes mm. because he talked about this sort of home and away thing and that they've been they've been doing relatively well at home and so what he'd done is you know an example I guess is the five nil winning against Hull. Mm. Um, so when they've done well at home, he's kept faith with the team. He's picked the same team for the away game, for the next away game, and then they've played not so well. Um, obviously, they lost four on a Bristol City after the after after the big win against Hull, and they, you know, they had the disappointing defeat at Sheffield United as well away from home. Um, so he he kind of decided, well, we we need to do something different away from home. So for the for the Brentford and Cardiff games, he tried a few different things mix things up a little bit um, so I don't think he'd necessarily although they had a good result at Cardiff I don't think he would necessarily think right I'm going to stick as close mm. as possible to that team I think he he will now think well what's my best team for this particular fixture i.e. at home and against Nottingham Forest um, so I mean I mean he didn't t- he didn't mention names but, but sort of off the top of my head I'm, I'm thinking you know, someone like Mate Vidra could say. come back into contention um, with, with Johnson mm. suspended in that number ten role. We've seen him at Pride Park do a do a very mm. good job in there. Um, 
and then the the, the um, centre forward is an interesting one as well because Sam Winnell started at Cardiff was taken off at half time Chris Martin came on and although I wasn't at the game myself I'm told he uh, he did a good job for the team so he's Chris Martin's got to be pushing for a start and and probably you know David Nugent as well yeah. Um, you know, you probably wouldn't be able to get all of them in the team, but but these are the sort of names we're talking about. Mm. Um, you know, you'd imagine, uh, you know, the goalkeeper and the back four would probably stay the same. I would, uh, yeah. I would argue, and then possibly Joe Ledley and Tom Huddleston mm. would remain in the, in centre midfield as well. And it's those kind of top four positions, really. I think Tom Lawrence will fill. Uh, one of those and then really the other three are, are pretty much up for grabs I yeah think. I mean the way that Rowett was talking it did sort of lend itself to the fact that Vigil would come back in because as you say he, he did mention about the, the home form and obviously you know Vigil's been been sort of quite crucial to that um, scoring goals so I mean if there was going to be one change which we know there has to be at least one because of Bradley Johnson you, you would expect Vidra to come back into that number 10 role I think he would be my choice mm. and of course we saw him be quite effective there in the last game against Forest, which mm. was obviously Rowett's first game in charge um, where I think if I remember rightly Vidra started out wide and was then moved into a central position uh, off David Nugent and, uh, and once that change was made Vidra and Nugent both scored uh, in, in pretty quick succession mm. Um, so I yeah I, w- I would um, I'd probably I'd probably give Vidra a start I think yeah now you've obviously covered Derby County for a fair old while now mm-hmm. um, how many years uh, that many <laughs> on and off I'm not very good with dates I wish I'd uh, <laughs> uh, I think it, I think I started in, uh, probably getting on for getting on for 15 years okay. with, a, with a small break in between so right. it's it's fair to say that you've seen your fair share of of Derby oh, yeah, v Forest yeah. games. Okay, Doug. So, to continue the, the build up, I want to know sort of your memories of of the East Midlands mm-hmm. Derby. So, let's start with your best moment covering Derby in a game against Nottingham Forest. I mean, there's been a few to be honest over the years um, um, to pick from. I think it would be hard to look past the five nil in uh, 2013 14. I think a lot of Derby fans obviously still talk about that one, um, just as a, for the whole, you know, mm. in terms of a moment for the whole occasion and the whole game. I mean, obviously that season Derby were, were on a bit of a roll and they got to the playoff final, um, and that game in particular. Um, I mean, I think they because they'd lost, they'd actually lost at Forest, um, what you know, a rare defeat, um, which was in fact that was Nigel, was Nigel Clough's uh, last game. Uh, in charge as it proved um, but then to come back and, and, uh, and beat them 5-0 at, at, mm. uh, at Pride Park was, uh, was a great response and it was just it was one of those I mean we spoke to Andre Wisdom earlier at the press conference and he of course played in that game uh, during his, his loan spell at Derby before rejoining the club this summer and he, he kind of said it was just one of those games where everything sort of went right and um, and it did and, and Craig Bryson scoring scoring a hat trick just kind mm. of topped it off and then we had all the stats about you know he was the first Derby player to score a hat trick against Forest since Steve Bloomer in eighteen ninety eight and that just kind of puts into perspective what a what a great moment that was for, for for the Derby fans so I think that that's probably uh, that's probably my best do you want me to talk about some others or do you want me to, or you crack on yeah. you carry on yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, last season was a good one. Three um, nil. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen uh, we've seen a couple of if we if we think of ones at Pride Park, um, we've got uh, Jake Buxton scoring a very late winner, um, which was. Um, which sticks out, of course, for, for, for sort of various reasons. Of course, it was also it was sort of soured a bit because it was the night that, that Sean Barker suffered his horrendous injury. Um, but um, but obviously, Derby ended up winning the game very late on, very, mm. very uh, deep into injury time, if I, if I remember rightly. So we've had that one, um, and um, of course, we had the uh, we had the famous coffee cup yeah. uh, coffee cup game. I remember that well. Um, Derby what, what were you thinking about that uh, at the time when that happened? Did, did you realise that it had actually hit a coffee cup? Yeah, yeah. You... I mean, I mean, I couldn't have told you. My eyesight's not that good. I couldn't have said, "Oh, that's a coffee cup." I just, re- I remember it was a very, it was a very windy day. Mm. And if you look back at the, um, you know, it's on YouTube. If you look back at the footage, you can see there's a lot of sort of debris swirling around the pitch. Yeah, you know, yeah. um, sort of black and white. Um, Paper that uh, or whatever that streamers that fans had, had thrown on the pitch when the players came out, and um, so you can see there's a lot of stuff on there, and it's just it's just one of those bizarre things that um, the ball's gone back. It was a back pass to the keeper. He must have you know he would have done hundreds of these in a season basically, and he's gone to clear the ball, and I mean he must have seen it that it was there but obviously at the time I guess you can't think about these things and he's, mm. he's took a swipe at the ball and just as he's gone to kick it it's kicked up off uh, of what what uh, turned out to be a you know discarded uh, sort of paper coffee cup um, so he sliced it in the air and, and Pesky Salido has, um, has hooked it into the net and actually look, looking back at that goal I, I, it was not as easy as I thought it was in my mind no, in my mind I thought well he's got an open goal but he's actually sort of hooked, hooked it over yeah. his shoulder um, before the keeper's got a chance to get back. So, I mean, that was that particular goal stood out. Yeah. But but the game in general was a good one, four two. You know, lots of good goals. Ian, you know, Ian Taylor scored as well. Um, bit of a fight back from Forest before sort of, uh, Derby finished them off. So that that was a good one. Um, and there's been a, there's been a few good ones at the City Ground as well um, yeah. in recent years. I mean, um, I mean, I thought the other day there was one. There's one game a few years ago when Derby won one nil and Craig Bryson scored the winner from very close range and I remember there's a great picture of him kind of like celebrating sort of in the net you mm. know grabbing onto the net and that's almost forgotten about because because of some of the other uh, yeah, some of the yeah. other great great moments they've had at the City Ground I mean the the one that sticks out for me is is the um, uh, the two one victory when they played virtually the whole game with uh, yeah. with ten men, which was Jeff uh, Hendrick, wasn't it? Scored the winner. Yeah, it it was um, again. It was sort of Roy of the Rover stuff, really, because um, I can't really remember the, what what kind of form the teams were going into the game, but I just remember that um, front fielding got sent off very early on for bringing uh, bringing down. I think it was Ishmael Miller in the penalty area, and Forrest got a penalty. So it was a straight red card uh, and a penalty. So Derby had to make a substitute. I think they brought Adam Legstins on in goal. And I just remember thinking, well, sorry, Forrest scored the penalty. So it's five minutes gone. Derby are 1-0 down. They're down to 10 men. And I was, I was just thinking, you know, if I'm Derby manager, I'm thinking, let's try and get out of here, you know, having not lost sort of 5-0 yeah. and let's just get gone, you know. And that was all... That was all that I was thinking. I didn't think for one second that 
that that team had it in them to to do what they did. Mm. And I mean, you might argue that you know Forrest did did didn't do what they should have done to kind of take the game to Derby and finish them off but you've got to give great credit to, to Derby for that and I remember yeah, Jamie Ward who of course now plays for Forest, um, squeezed one in from a very unlikely angle to, to equalise and then um, and then Jeff Hendrick popped up with a super goal and, and, and it, was his, it was his first goal for Derby um, which was just incredible and I think, I think as well he, he missed a sitter about a few, uh, just a few minutes earlier and you thought Oh blimey! You know he's going to be thinking about that one for a while, and then and then he's popped up with a much more a much more difficult chance, and just stroked it into the corner, and um, and the fans have gone absolutely berserk. So um, hmm. um, so yeah, there's been some uh, there's been some very good ones, and three two in the F- FA Cup um, replay yeah. uh, when they were two 0 down and came back to win, and, mm. and Chris Commons scored the winner against his old club you know it's just these these stories just keep rolling off the tongue but um, you know they'll be hoping this weekend that um, some of the current crop can make heroes of themselves absolutely Um, so then on the on the flip side of that what are or what is your worst memory of a Derby Forest oh blimey probably wiped them out actually but I mean in in recent times um, you've got the uh, you mentioned earlier the Ben Osborne uh, yeah. late late winner, which was a real sucker punch for Derby at the time. Um, they were um, they were winning the game and then uh, conceded an equaliser. It was Steve McLaren was manager at the time, and it, you know it, to be fair to him, his tactics tended to be to go for the win, especially at home. And so he thought, right, we yeah. need the three points. They went they went uh, a bit gung ho. They got caught on the break and uh, and very very late on and that so that was a real mm. that was a real blow for them. Um, I mean even last se- even last season at the City Ground, uh, Forest scored you know yeah. a, a, an equaliser with virtually the last uh, action of the game. Mm. Um, that's a bit you know that's another blow, but but at least you know they took a point from the game. Um, I remember I think some of the first. Um, uh, some of the first games I covered at the city ground um, I've, I've seen Derby take a couple of real heavy beatings one when John Gregory was coming towards the end of his reign and I, I, I can't remember the score but it was a heavy it was a heavy defeat and um, and I remember um, there were Derby fans who stayed in the ground afterwards kind of you know chanting you know mm. for, uh, calling for Gregory's head and that sort of thing that wasn't a very uh, wasn't a very nice one, but uh, mm. but I'd say there's probably in, certainly in recent years there's been more good, more good than yeah. bad. I think for Derby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers yeah. crossed that sort of yeah. carries on. I mean, you may have sort of answered this with the the coffee cup goal, but are there any sort of bizarre moments that stand out? Yeah, loads. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, we've got the coffee cup goal. Um, I mean, there's been I don't know if you call them bizarre, but there's been plenty of you know. Melees and brawls, well, I mean, and that's, that's uh, just sort of past, 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 past course, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's not bizarre. I mean, uh, and I mean, we, of course, we had the one which um, where there was a big, a big melee on the sideline, and the players and the coaches uh, got involved. And um, and afterwards, Billy Davis accused Nigel Clough of kneeing him in the back um, as part of this melee. And um, um, I think um, Nigel. Declined to comment on it at the time, although he was talking about it in a in a documentary um, that Sky Sports have uh, have just aired, 
and he sort of he was still a bit cagey about it. He just mm. said there was a bit of a coming together, you know. I think he's <laughs> he's still um, he's still get he's still staying a bit tight lipped about that one. But um, um, no, I mean I mean we've had and the, you know you had the um, Nathan Tyson flag yeah, waving incident Robbie as well. Savage with the scar. Yeah, well I mean yeah Nathan. So if we start with the Tyson one. Um, well, I think you know. Sorry, I think yeah. Was Sav- Savage did it first, so it was after. It was yeah. after. A th- I think they'd won three-one at the City Ground, which I hadn't even mentioned that game. And um, and Robbie Savage was um, celebrating on the pitch at the <laughs> end and waving a ram scarf around, and you know, possibly uh, sort of taunting the Forest fans a little. Possibly, uh, possibly yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine him doing that. No, but um, and then yeah, it was the. I think it was the following season and. Um, and Forrest had got their revenge and Nathan Tyson uh, picked up a corner flag with the kind of red, you know, mm. red forest colours and um, was sort of waving it uh, in front of the uh, in front of the travelling Derby fans who took exception to it, as did a lot of the players and that that, that, caused, that caused a bit of a brawl. And, at the, you know, at the time there was real, um, you know, um, there was some real sort of high, high temper, yeah, yeah. Um, high tempers there, but... Um, uh, you know there was sort of FA charges and things mm. after that, and I think they they all had to they all had to sort of calm down a bit after that. Okay, so let's sort of go back then to uh, Sunday's game, uh, and and just sort of a, a broad question now for you. But what sort of game are you expecting on Sunday? Um, Ninety minutes long. <laughs> it will be longer than that. Okay, yeah, well maybe. Um, <coughs> game of two halves. No, it, no, it it's um, it'll be intriguing because often these derbies are a bit kind of blood and thunder, and mm. and maybe maybe game plans go out of the window a little bit, and players kind of tear into each other a bit more than they might do against other teams. So it'd be interesting to see if either team changes their approach at all. But um, but what what we're being told about Forest, and if anyone has watched Forest, is that this season under Mark Warburton. Um, they're they're very um, possession based. I don't. Th- I've, I've looked at stats and I think they, they Forest have mm. made more passes than any other team in the division yeah. by quite some distance. Now that's not to say it's necessarily a good thing because you know some passes are more important than other passes. And you know we were saying there's no point in passing it along mm. the back four all day for for no reason. It has to have a kind of end product. But um, but it sounds like you know this ethos has been sort of rigidly enforced and, and they're going to really, really stick with that. Um, and Derby, in recent years, you know, they've, they've liked to sort of control possession, but it's not been the case as much uh, under Gary Rout. They've gone for a, 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 perhaps a more sort of direct approach to kind of move the ball forward quickly to the front men and then, um, and then get up and support. So it could be a, a, a bit of a clash of, of two styles, but um, I certainly expect... Derby to come out the blocks quickly and try and, and try and um, try and put put that Forest back line under pressure. We uh, we touched on this briefly earlier, um, but as we know, this game and this fixture has led to many managers losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, surely that that can't happen again this weekend, can it? No, no. I I, I really hope it doesn't, and I don't think it will. No. Excellent. Well, 
Okie doke. Anything, uh, any other Forest Rams memories that you wanted to add before we before we sign off? I think I've uh, rambled on about uh, about most of them actually. I think I'm all uh, I'm all uh, talked out to be honest. But uh, but no, I mean you know really looking forward to the game uh, and and see how how it uh, how it shapes up. So there'll be a lot of you know very different teams from from what we've seen uh, last mm. season. There'll be a few. Few different faces in, in both uh, in both teams, so um, it should be a, should be a good one. I think just um, aside from the fact that it is an East Midlands derby, it's going to be important for them to to end this five game run without a win as well. I oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, regardless of the opposition, mm. even if they weren't playing Forest, it, I think it would be a big game because mm. they've, I'd say they've they've kind of halted the slide if you like away from home by getting a couple of a couple of valuable points or you know albeit could have been more um but you know you often say you know t- if you can take a point from your away away games and win your home games then you're not going to be in too bad shape and mm-hmm. if they can if they can beat forest um and come away uh, come away with the points then it's the things that are suddenly looking a lot a lot rosier absolutely lovely stuff chris thank you very much for your uh, your company always a pleasure um, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, in the meantime, in the build-up to the game, you can follow all of our coverage on Twitter at DerbyTelDCFC. We're also on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DerbyTelDCFC. Uh, you will have all the latest Rams news, views and everything in between on our website, www.derbytelegraph.co.uk. Uh, you can also find the podcast on both Audioboom and iTunes. Just search for It's Black and White. Uh, Enjoy the game on Sunday if you're going and we'll see you next week.